Yo, yo, yo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Take This, the uh, premiere, the premiere new uh, sort of uh, sports sort of podcast. And it is all <laughs> very, very exciting. Um, Griff, we got a new software that we are using today. Um, are you excited? Yep. How excited are you? Uh, I am excited. I think, well, you know, this gives us the chance for live streaming opportunities in the future. And um, no, it's, it's it's very it's very cool. Kind of get to do some live recording, uh, live on the on the spot production. Um, so it's kind of cool, and we also can't fix as much in post. But you know what? We 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 improvise, we adapt, we overcome. Very much unlike Urban Meyer. So <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, that is a wild story. Like absolutely insane. Yeah. We'll um, talk about it. Uh, but Griff, how bit. how the heck are you? You haven't been on in a bit. Um, I, I know I was, so I was off last week, um, cause my, my day job, my, uh, required me to not be working during the day. And in fact, be working at night doing, uh, wow. doing some third shift work and it happened to fall on a Wednesday. Um, Amazing. it was just one night, but shit happens, you know, engineers gotta engineer. So not, engineer. not a big deal. Um, <laughs> And then I, I, I couldn't do the, the interview you did with Evan last week. So, no, I've been itching to get back on the microphone and uh, no, talk it's, some more sports. It, was, it actually, you. you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of worked out because, you know, Evan was great. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the college football stuff that, that I really wanted to yep. uh, get into with the Kenneth Walker stuff not being, you know, a Heisman candidate. Um, obviously, I was a little heated, but... You know, it's um. He did win the 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 weird thing for me was with all of that. He won like every he, other award. Well, though. and and right, and he won the um Walter Camp Award, which is essentially the Heisman just voted on by different people. Different people. Yep. Right, and it's it was just so um. It was so weird that uh, that I, I did not ex- ex- actually anticipate him to win the um, the Walter Camp. I thought that Bryce Young would have won it. You know, if anything, just it, I, I it's the same reason why I didn't think that Kenneth Walker should have won the Heisman. You know, Bryce Young being there, right? But um, he was that dude. And you know what's surprising to me about the Heisman stuff really was um, that uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson finished second. In Heisman voting, like I did not right. anticipate that at all, especially since he's a defensive player. Did not um, think that he was like, even if he's like a good defensive player, I did not think that he was like above and like beyond the, uh, um, you know, like the rest or whatever. And um, so, anyway, um, Griff. So I have on here real quick uh, to to get into the show. I have on here. I want to talk about a little bit about um my and and this is this is sort of stupid but um so i've been covering michigan state hockey yeah, please, as as you know don't fall asleep while listening this, uh... listen 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 i want to ask you a question so you have not you have you do you have espn plus i do i got it for free when i got my uh when i got my iphone um, do you use it oh like, no when i got my new verizon plan okay it was a year of of Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Okay, perfect. So yeah, and I've been using it. I use it to watch the Red Wing games when they're not on Bally Sports locally okay. here. 
Um, so and, and other miscellaneous hockey games. So then, um, so you're aware though of how much like shit you can get with uh, with ESPN yeah, Plus, I mean, right? Like, watch, there's a bunch of shit. A lot of college basketball, women's college basketball, a lot, a lot of just college sports. In and general. it's it's not um, it's not a bad it's not a bad product, right? Like it's not it's not bad, right? No. Um, so so I so I started getting Big Ten Plus, okay. Um, which is the Big Ten Network streaming service, and there's been a few basketball games on Big Ten Plus. Um, there's been a few, and they're not like they're not incredible. You know what? You know what's funny though? They are like. Uh, do you remember having in like high school? You had like the uh, the um, uh, like the public access network would like broadcast like post recordings of like football. Like they'd be like pre recorded like football games. Like they'd shoot the football game and then they'd like edit them in their studio and then they'd put them out like the next day or whatever. So parents can have um like stuff like that, right? Um it is like Big Ten Plus is a step above um a public access network pre recording a sports game and putting it on TV. And I just, and I want, and I have to get this out of my chest. I had to get this out of my chest because you know how we always complain and I want to get into Notre Dame real quick. You know, I always complain about Notre Dame and how they're not in like a real conference, you know, and, and well, the football's well, not in the conference or hockey and basketball or was it hockey is in big 10 and because the ACC does not have a conference in hockey. So, um, and the big 10 didn't actually fair. have a conference I until 2013 in hockey. I mean, because, uh, it used to be Michigan state and Michigan used to be part of the CCHA and then they've disbanded and, and the big 10 overlapped that and Notre Dame became part of that as well. Um, so, so Michigan state actually played Notre Dame in hockey. And if you follow college hockey at all, you know that like none of it is good. Like it's not good content. Um, like it's not, uh, it, by that, I mean like it's not produced well, like nobody spends like the big 10 network is not spending money to broadcast college hockey. Right. Um, right. so Anyway, so so Notre Dame has this contract with NBC, especially if they're on home game. So these hockey games, Michigan State's out here on big on NBCSN, which is crazy because I'm like, hell yeah, some actual like nice stats on the screen, like like this is like it's no, it's like maybe it's no different from watching the Red Wings. Like they make it exciting. These are professional broadcasters, the same guys that broadcast Notre Dame football and basketball, and I'm out here like hell yeah. Um, anyway, so it reminds me though of how much like Big Ten, Big Ten Plus is nine ninety nine a month, and I will be damned if it is worth that price. So I just had to get that off my chest. Make sure everyone wants to, uh, you know, because because the issue with Big Ten Plus for so long was that um, they don't they broadcast like these basketball games that people want to watch, and like if Michigan State is out here on a November Saturday playing Penn State or Ohio State or whoever they're playing on Saturday, and Michigan State's got a right. basketball game at the same time, like they're not gonna put the basketball game on Big Ten Network. They're gonna put the no no and ideally they would have another network like big 10 too you know on cable or something yeah. but yeah, i like, just am like so like that. over that whole thing um that i wanted mm -hmm. to i wanted to tell you about it uh so i'm sorry if i put people to sleep listen i'm sorry that no, i wanted to dedicate I time I, listen, to the big 10 network no, i think the big 10 as it's hard when you're covering a sport a very, and the yeah you, i mean yeah and it's not 
and it's a bad, you know, a bad service. Right. And I think the Big Ten as a whole has done, a, as a conference, has done a really awful job of being just that, a conference. So it, I understand what you're saying, and it's 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 definitely uh, uh, an issue. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Especially for people like you who <laughs> cover the team. Like, that's right. your, it's, you know. I mean, I do, job. like... Like I know, like a lot of uh, people will have like the the subscription comped, you know. But like my thing is yeah. like, yeah, I can watch a Michigan State football game from like 2006. But do I want to? I can get that shit for free on YouTube. Like you're not offering me a service that's 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 any different from like YouTube. Right. Um. So Griff, you want to power rank our uh top? We got Christmas coming up. You want to power rank our top five Christmas movies? Yeah, you know it's the Christmas season. Um, you know, I got I got my tree behind me right over here. Um, <laughs> we have ours my over. mini one. We have a bigger tree, obviously, in the in the living room. But uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I say, yeah, let's do it. Um, I have some interesting takes about Christmas movies. I take Christmas very seriously. Oh, so, oh, so do I. Uh, so do I. I'm out yeah. here in November with. We got our Christmas tree tomorrow. November first. Like we were just all okay, for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> we put ours up like the week before Thanksgiving, mainly because yeah. we had the energy to, and we mm. were like, "Fuck it, put it up now while we have the energy," and then slowly put up the rest throughout the week and over the Thanksgiving break that we had uh, from work and school. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it. So so, what is? I have mine in uh bottom to top order um i was going to say home alone 2 mention. at number 1 that's I'm, that's bold so i'm i'm going to i'm going to honorable <laughs> mention 3 okay because i these movies i wanted to call them out and talk mm -hmm. about them a little um you have one of them but mm -hmm. i wanted to talk with the other two so one yeah. of them is die hard um it's a christmas movie but I'm not gonna put it in the top five. It, it's I do view it as a Christmas movie. I watch it around Christmas every year. But it's not like the theme of Christmas, right? It just happens to happen during the Christmas season. So it's on there. I watch it every Christmas. I do view it as a Christmas movie, but it's not like the best or in my top five. Um, I also have It's a Wonderful Life. I think this movie is not that good, if I'm being honest. But the reason I have as an honorable mention is it's always been a uh, it's always been a thing my parents would they watch it every Christmas Eve, cry like babies, and it's something I I've learned to appreciate because of that. Um, but it's I just don't think it's that great of a movie. And then I also have uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The first one was was okay. The second one and third one were very weird. Um, so I just wanted to call those out. But um, to start off with my number five, it is uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. Um, old school, short to the sweet, very good uh, story. And I just, I was very endeared to it as a kid. Um, <clears throat> do you want me to just go through? Oh, sure. Through? Here, 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 here. Actually, five, what, what five, was, four, four. Go, say, say it again. Say it again. I want to do something. Number five, okay. what is it? Um, so, yeah, I got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, <laughs> um, I gave you an applause. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, it's it's hardly like it's not really a movie. It's really short, right? They're only like mm-hmm. forty, like fifty, sixty minutes. It's a short like claymation, but yeah, I, yeah. I watched it all the time as a kid. It, I think, it's a lot of things that young like people our age we watched a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. and that memory has kind of been implanted in us mm-hmm. of this movie. So it gets my number five slot for that reason. So, um, so you know what's funny though too, and I'm gonna get into my number one. But how the Grinch stole Christmas? You know the original one, the um, the the, the like the the. the do you know there was a TV Cartoon. special? I used to be like eight, and I used to think that that was like a full feature movie that they play during Christmas. But it, because of yeah. because of the but the really the commercial short. break when he's falling over the edge of the um when he's falling over the edge of the of the cliff with his dog and you remember that scene or whatever and yep. then it cuts out to commercial yep. and then it comes back and that's like ingrained in your memory. There's only one commercial break because it's only two two commercial breaks or whatever uh two sets long like it's not it doesn't need another commercial break because it's it's not long enough to have one no it's not. and so i just think that's funny because i used to think that there were like this was like a full full movie no it's just uh it's literally just 30 minutes not even actually i think it's like 26 yeah it's it's I never yeah, knew that for those, some reason. I think a lot of those, are like like those rain, like the reindeer claymations, um, Saint Nick claymation, right, which right. had the Heatmeister and the Snowmiser, they were all super short. And when I was a kid, I felt like they were longer. But yeah, the, that yeah, right. Rudolph's my number five. It so, was just a classic. I don't think you can argue with it. So my number um, five is Home Alone two. Um, I loved it as a Home kid. Alone 2, so Home, Home Alone two. Well. I, I would put it, I think, and I don't know, like, if you, because you obviously have Home Alone 2 at the top. Um, sorry for spoiling it. And but, I have my reasons. No, I have my reasons. I'll but, so, like, <laughs> I I like the, the original Home Alone um, more than I like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um, Home Alone really? 3 can okay. kick rocks. I've never seen it, and I don't want to see it because the, the cover. they made, like, a fourth and a fifth one, too. Did they really? No, they didn't. <laughs> Um, I, I know they made a fourth one. It was like a kid in a rich ass house, and he did a bunch of shit with his rich ass contraptions. I just love Home Alone anyway. too. I used to watch it with um with my grandma when I was when I was little, and it was like I yeah, always Home Alone four taking back the house. Oh my god, come on! They didn't have Macaulay Culkin after. No, like after two, they never had him. Like I think it was like two yeah, was the last one. Only in the first two. Yep. And um, so who's your number four? Who do you got? Um, I got uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas, the 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 Jim Carrey one. Okay, perfect. It's yeah. a, another. It it's bad, right? It is so far from the source material, which is what this was around the. This was like the first one of those weird Dr. Seuss movies that studios just like leached off of to make weird adaptations because the stories weren't long enough to make into one hour and a half feature films. So they had to put a bunch of random extra shit in it. And they did just goofy stuff. They put adult humor. This They did this movie. And then they did like the cat in a hat. And then they did. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and yeah, with Mike, with Mike Myers. Yeah. And Wonderful. I'll say this about this. Jim Carrey does a very good job. And oh, he's very funny. That's the old, if, without Jim Carrey, this movie would be th- one of the worst Christmas movies of all time. And like the theme is still there, but Jim Carrey is what makes it funny. Like I will always laugh at, at, uh, 
five o'clock solve world hunger tell mm. no one like mm. i will like that whole monologue where he's like <laughs> at seven dinner with me i can't cancel that again <laughs> like i just will always uh yeah i know I'll i know what you're saying up. yeah yeah yep um so, so my yeah i got it for mm. for that reason Who so my number four and i'm gonna die on this hill katie can hear me right um and she hates this all right um my number four is elf now I will die on this hill. Elf is a good movie. It is it is top tier. Like and I know and I hate Will Ferrell. Like I'm not going to lie. I used to grow up thinking like, "Oh, Will Ferrell's a good actor." I was like, you know, 4 and didn't have an opinion. Um so I love Will like I love Will Ferrell in this movie. The only other thing that I can actually like reasonably watch him in is um either Step Brothers or Talladega Nights for whatever reason. And <laughs> so so or, like uh, yeah, Anchorman. This is other one, but yeah. Yeah, and and I and I actually and I actually found that funny because I actually liked Anchorman two more than I liked Anchorman one, um somehow or some way. But um and 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 it was and I didn't watch Anchorman for the longest time because I was bullied in high school. And when I was bullied, you know, because I had a YouTube channel, so I was bullied, and people would say people would be like Ron Burgundy, you know, behind my back or whatever, and it was you know embarrassing as a as a fifteen or sixteen year old. Right. Um, so I didn't watch it for the longest time and I sat down and I watched it and I was like, wow, this is good shit. Um, but yeah, Elf is a good movie. I will die on that hill and anyone who says otherwise can kick rocks except for Katie. So except for her, she <laughs> yeah, is, I, she's entitled to that opinion. So, uh, my number three is Elf. Um, mm. I grew up watching this every Christmas. My mom loves it. My mom, you know, my mom's a Minions mom. You know, she you know, her film opinions are not always the highest of tiers. But, right. like, it, it, it's a Christmas movie. I don't need the peak of cinema. I just need something that makes me feel good, makes me laugh. Mm. And, and at the end, ultimately tries to give me, like, a lesson in Christmas, right? Right. Like, that's the whole goal of a Christmas movie. Theme, take place during Christmas, have a theme of Christmas and giving and Christmas spirit and being good to people. That, that's all you need. For, for a Christmas movie. That's really, that's all you need. So, yeah, at number three, I had I had Elf for that same reason. Perfect. At uh, at so number, th- your number three. So my, so my number three, I had I marked it out, okay? I'm sorry. I, I marked it out. I had a, It's a Wonderful Life in there. That is not my uh, third favorite uh, Christmas movie. You know what it is? It is, um, what's what's the one called? Um, oh, oh, I'm, I'm losing the title. Uh, the one with Scrooge. Scrooge. Um um, oh, uh, shit! I I love the Muffets one, but either one is good. Um, the Christmas Carol. Carol, yes, it is so good. It is like which it one? just a Christmas. Like what's the, that? The, which which Christmas? They've made different versions of it, but so I'm wondering which one is oh. it? Because there's the they did a there's like a Disney or uh yeah like a Disney one with like Donald Duck and all that. Oh my god! There's also like. I think there's also some older live versions. I feel like because like, like, I've because so live. here's here's the thing, okay? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna come off as someone who's really uncultured. You want to so before well, I want to preface this actually. I've never seen a Christmas story, like I've never seen it. It plays all the time, and I've never seen it. <laughs> I am the worst at at movies. What? <laughs> yeah, what? I've never seen. I have never seen a Christmas story. I'm dead ass right now. I've never seen it. 
That's insane. Yeah, it is, isn't That's it? Crazy. Isn't it? So I have. Days. I also haven't That's seen. Insane. So I also haven't seen the vacation movies, like the ones that everyone loves. Like I've never seen those. I saw the remake National that they did with Ed Helms. Okay, but I saw the oh, remake that they did with Ed Helms, and I liked that. But I did never seen the National Lampoons. Um. So I. So I want to preface that. Okay. So I've never seen a Christmas Story. Um. But I've also. Um, so I, I, I also saw the original, like a Christmas Carol, like a few, um, maybe as a kid or something. Um, I, I remember seeing it, but like, I don't remember it that vividly. The one that I really like watching is the Muppets one. Like, it's a okay. good story. Like, yeah, it's just a, a good, it's just objectively it. good. It's a good, st no, it is the quintessential story. of. So like, I feel like me saying right? like the, like, the Muppets good. version is like top t is my top the tier one I remember, the one i remember most from when i was a kid was the, was the uh the the donald duck disney version with mickey okay. and all that like but like there's been animated ones there's been live right. action ones like there's not really a i mean anyone tells the story right it's probably just whichever one you watched most when you were a kid right right so no Chris, a, a christmas carol is a great is a great one to have on there i can't believe like I've always said I don't like the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'd never thought they were good. Um, they're not the worst. I just don't think they're like fantastic Christmas yeah. movies. Um, anyway, number two. Speaking of, I have a Christmas story. Um, it played every year. We would. Yeah. It's on. It would be on when we opened presents on the TV because uh, TBS wow. would play it literally twenty four hour seven. It's on TV all the time. I mean, it just so. I mean, it, it, it hits every beat you need for a Christmas story. And see what I did there? Christmas story? Oh, huh? oh, yeah. perfect. Um, yeah, ex ex absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but it hits every beat. And I think, I think the big, I mean, obviously the big issue with it is it was made a long time ago. And there is definitely some um, problematic elements. Wow. Uh, the whole, there's a scene so like spoiler alert but sorry the movie's been out for forever <laughs> uh the end of the movie they're waiting they're you know making turkey for christmas dinner and some dogs eat the turkey it makes sense if you watch it um, and so they go out to a chinese place because that's the only thing open on christmas naturally and they get like duck and it's but then they there's some of the restaurant workers are singing to the family the main family and they're very much chinese and they're and they're doing you know they're singing with like chinese accents and it's haha that's funny chinese accent because they're singing fa la 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 but it said it's fa ra 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 yikes um, yeah that scene didn't age fantastically yikes. but it's Absolutely. still a good movie yeah um and I think it's I think it's very good, and I think it's it's one I've just always watched. Again, a lot of this has to do with nostalgia, right? Like it yeah. was on every Christmas we watched it. Well, I mean, so. I mean to be fair to the, to that same point, and real I, quick. Maybe want to get a Red Ryder BB gun. I um I I I watched a lot of The Office, right? Like Office is one of my favorite t sitcoms of all time. Um, 
Yeah, I would say the, these jokes aren't any worse than anything Michael. Well, Scott well and, and and exactly right, and and they've and on uh, on Jenna Fisher and An- Angela Kinsey on her on their podcast that they do Office Ladies, where they rewatch every episode. They've actually talked about that too, where like um where like the they've talked with writers on the show specifically about that, um especially in early episodes when they've interviewed and had guests on, um for who were from people who are either on the show or writing about you know writing the show whatever. Um, and they've talked with them about like that specifically where like the best thing you can do in that moment is, is, is learn from like, Hey, let's not do that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like, yeah, it wasn't great in the time, but like that was 10 years ago. And the, and again, the best thing you could do is just say like, we put that out. We might not be proud of it, but it is something that like, we aren't going to do again. Like we would never do that again. Right. Like the office would not exist now. Right. And, yeah. um, and I think that, and, and the nostalgia is fine. Like watching that show, like there are parts of the show where it's like, yeah, this is not great. But like, there's also like, you know, that seventies show had a lot of like sexist themes, but again, it's a seventies thing. So ha cliches anyway, um, yep. getting ahead of myself. So my number two, is that where we're at? My number two is yep. home alone. Um, the first one. first one, the first one is so good. Yeah. Like, I think that it is objectively better. And I, I like the second one. Like, don't get me wrong. The one, the part where he goes and connects with the, with the, um, the store owner at, um, that toy shop is really, I like that. It's really sweet. But at the same time, yeah, like, it's, one, it's, I, mean, I feel like it's forced. Movies are the same. They, right? they, they're very forced, right? It's the same thing in the church. Yeah. And, and the, the first one was very good because it was very, um, like uh like it was very unique it was very um you know like uh like signature you know like it wasn't it it wasn't trying to be anything else i didn't think and so i I just feel like that one is um it's just better you know um uh, what's your number one home alone two perfect and the the reason is and so i've always liked the second one I had watched the second one when I was like seven. Right. I stayed the night at my cousin's house when I was very young, you know, seven, somewhere in that age. And they had Home Alone 2, and we watched that one as opposed to the first one. I don't know why. We just happened to be what we watched. And we watched it. That's the whole scene where they're going through the trap house, not like, like it was a literal house of traps. It was like we watched it. We rewound it. We couldn't stop fucking laughing and i'll always have that memory watching it and it's because of that that i'm just like it's the best one and i i didn't watch one until many years later when i was like a teenager and it's good Because it, it was pre nine eleven, right? Goosey, it was as opposed to now. It's like that kid would not have gotten on that fucking plane. <laughs> they would have checked for the ticket. Um, although now there just wouldn't be an electronic ticket or a, a, a paper to be electronic. But no, but I, I appreciate that him getting lost. It's very contrived, but it's not so out of the realm of possibility that it kind of takes you out of the movie. It's like, oh, he got on the plane. He's a kid. He just get. He thinks he sees his dad go into one. He thinks, oh, that's where I gotta go. You know, you yeah. You don't know what an airport is when you're like, you don't know how to 
function in an airport right. when you're a kid. So you just follow your parent, right? Like I didn't learn how to function in an airport until like this last year because I had never, I didn't fly a lot in high school. And the last time right. I had to fly a few times this year and it was like, Oh, this is how you like do airport stuff as an adult. So I did appreciate that. And like I said, I think it's very touching and I don't know. I just, it's, it's fucking hilarious. I will always love Joe Pesci. Absolutely. So, and Macaulay Culkin's, you know, a star for a reason. So yep. Home Alone 2. Perfect. Um, So my number one, is how the grinch stole christmas um i just think it is again objectively uh and i don't think that it matters you could put you could put the animated tv special at number one i don't care um but it's it's good it's um it's a good story about a good a a good person well you know a, a guy who grows his heart whatever um again like you mentioned though the the what it's not like it's it's not like it's uh the like it's a good it's a good movie you know but like you mentioned it it yeah. falls into that realm of uh of just 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 terrible movies that um that dr seuss had into made in you know books that made mm -hmm. into movies whatever you know i want to tell you a story real quick about um sure. about uh a crisp oh it's 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 a wonderful life okay did you know this and i don't know if you know this but i, I didn't know this until recently but it's a wonderful You're life did not Adam did, ruins everything oh. to me, aren't you? Oh my god, I'm about to. But 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 here's the thing. Some people no, know, I this, know this not know this not story. from but it, but but anyway, it's it's really interesting because it's a wonderful life did not do well when it when it was released in the 40s. And then no. it it hit the public domain and now and then TV TV cable companies started snatching it up because it was free. And so yeah, they could, you, play, you could play, it play it on run for right. as long as they wanted with no uh, oh, no repercussions. There is there is something to note about that because I looked into it. Mm -hmm. So it went in the public domain. It was actually like it was more so due to a clerical error. They tried oh. to copyright it. Oh, did they it was, really? After the clerical error, they just didn't care. Oh, they were okay. like, oh, okay. So there's, it's like a half truth. Uh, that they do still have to pay. They have to pay some royalties. The royalty they have to pay because it's based off a book. Right, so they right. Have to pay royalties to the book owner, the book title. Because that is under copyright, right. but they don't have to pay royalties to the movie. It's very cheap to pay a royalty just to the book owner, especially because the movie was not popular. Now they probably have to pay a little bit more, but yeah, that right, yeah, That's it, it is funny. And now it's a Christmas classic because it's all right, about, you know, right. And well, because it's it, the crazy part. I don't think is that is that about the like cable companies or whatever. Like obviously, like yeah, and that might might be a little bit fabricated for the it being the interestingness of the story. But uh, but it, but the interesting part is that it just didn't do well when it first released. Like people were like begging people to come see this movie, and you know, um, yeah. But I was just watching so, that uh, episode of Adam Ruins Everything the other day. Um, Griff, can I, can I tell you one yeah. real quick before we take a yeah. break? Mm -hmm. I have a worst Christmas movie. Oh my god, I've you're gonna never understood. I've never. I know it's the spirit of happiness, and yeah. So I'm not gonna shit heavily on the movie. I. And I shouldn't say it's the worst. It is the one I like the least. That that's an important one because it's it's very well done. I think I just don't like it. If that makes sense, it is the Polar Express. And I know people want to. People have wanted to straight up fight me when I've said this. I Katie would God. fight you. Like, she would fight you. People love the Polar Express, and I get it. It's beautiful. The, that animation is gorgeous, considering how old it is too. 
Tom Hanks, fantastic. And the story's cool, but I always just felt so eh about it. Like, it just never no, stuck totally with it. me when I was a kid. And so to me, it's just like, if it, it's so, like, I will watch, you know, any of the movies we listed. I know, like, I would probably watch that, the Polar Express, over National Lampoon. Interesting. But National Lampoon is, like, I think the worst. This one's just one where it's like, it's like, I think it's like the most overrated. Um, but that's just, you know, that, that is my probably hottest Christmas take. But if you like it, that's cool. We can all have different opinions, you know? That's okay. I'm... We have different feelings <laughs> on different things. Don't fucking come I... after my ass. I just won't watch it, and you can. Easy as pee. And I'll go watch Home Alone 2 again. So Perfect. <laughs> I, um... um that is, you know, I think that that is um, so funny. Sorry, I'm looking into. No, uh, I was just saying next next week we'll yeah. talk about some Christmas songs because boy, do I have some thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, well, you know, in in cause, well, because I work at Starbucks, right? So like the Christmas songs that they play at Starbucks, um, like sort of pisses me off. You know, and they probably play like weird shit, don't they? Well, it's it's not bad. I think like you know, the interesting part really is um, like uh, the interesting part. Like they don't play uh, they don't play um, what's it called? Uh, like all Christmas songs. Like they'll usually just take a break or whatever. Um, you know, which right. is uh, you know, which is fine. That, but they'll usually take a break and uh, and play some like Taylor Swift or something, you know, which is good. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, Griff, you want to take a quick break, real quick? Yeah, and then we'll get back to to sports. Perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Perfect. Let's do it. All right, Griff. Welcome back to uh, to the show. Welcome back. How yep. are um, so? Right, back you want to get into COVID uh, actually um, with sports okay, and everything? Okay. No, listen, listen. I, you hear that and you go, "Oh, a pitchfork start coming out." You haven't even heard what I've said yeah. yet. This is this is a COVID issue. It, this is the issue itself is not COVID. COVID is the cause of you know of this. What and I'm, I'm looking at the solution right so we've seen a massive outbreak of covid in all of the major sports leagues aside from the mlb because obviously they're not playing and they probably never will again that's for another episode um the nhl is canceling games the nba is canceling games the nfl hasn't canceled the game but like there's a lot of fucking cases popping up the lions had have had like 14 positive covid cases over the last few weeks um you know, the Browns, I think, had like 22 something players in the last two days test positive that aren't going to be able to play, including Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham Jr. All, you know, have tested positive like it's getting bad and we're getting to a point now. And it, and this is with a league with a 93 percent vaccination rate. OK, because breakthrough cases happen, especially in the close quarters of a training facility um and this is not me trying to say uh 
you know, though the vaccine works or doesn't work. If you guys have listened to the show before, you know, me and Brad pro vaccine, we think you should just get it. But I don't at this point, I'm not screaming for the rooftops anymore about it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Adhere to the rules that are set out. Whatever. Great. So my thing, Brad, is what do we do now with this? Because I don't want to lose sports again. No, but it certainly seems like we might be getting to that point due to the fact. I mean, is the NHL is 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 postponing and canceling games? The NBA is postponing cancel. The NFL hasn't done it yet, but man, what, like teams are running out of players to the point where they can't suit suit up a full fifty two men unless they pull some random dude off the street. So, what what is the solution? And, and I'm not smart enough to think of it, but I do think a solution is needed to at least tweak the policy. Um, Because I don't think, I mean, the NBA and NHL maybe can shut down, but I don't think they will um, because they're not, they're going to want to make those, they want those games. The owners aren't going to let them cancel those games. They want the money. Uh, But I think, like like the the NBA with like like Christmas is coming up. The Christmas Day is the aside from playoffs is like the biggest regular season day for the NBA because they have all the Christmas games. It's a big deal for them. And what happens if like three of the games get canceled because of COVID? Like right, it's a disaster. And it's the same thing for the NFL. Like we're in it's December. Like December football is where you play meaning. They always say like the one thing Lions fans have wanted forever is play meaningful games in December. What happens like the Browns are right in a the hunt for a playoff spot are they supposed like and now they're playing a game this week with half their starters out right this thursday chandler jones probably the best defensive player on the chiefs is not playing against a division rival in the chargers who are trying to make a case for themselves as being one of the better teams in the afc and trying to secure a wild card spot it's a big difference i've heard some uh, ideas float around about if they're vaccinated you just don't test them until they're symptomatic. And, you know, the non-vaccinated policy, you got to test every day, sure. Uh, keep that right. in place. Cause, well, because you think but about, like, you like- and I, right? Like, like yeah, I'm, I'm around people. And I, um, you know, I have a job where I work with, with the public, right? And it's, it's weird because, like, first off, I don't get, you know, I'm vaccinated. Not boosted, but I'm vaccinated. And I get... Um, boosted. Right, kick my ass. Um, I know. Well, we're we've been waiting for the semester to end, so we're probably gonna do it then, right? Because like you know, you have some time off. But and 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 here's my thing too. Um, and I'm gonna get into to to another point, but um, we don't get tested every day, right? Like you and I. Like I'm not gonna, you know. Whereas they they are because it's more of a it's more of a health risk. They're around people more often. Well, and it's also the NFL is trying to prevent outbreaks. Exactly. Well, exactly. You're trying to prevent something worse. Um, The solution is treat them like everyday people. I understand not getting a booster shot until the end of the season. Like that sort of like if if I were an athlete, I would not want to get vaccinated mid-season unless I'm on like a bye week or something. Um, Yep. You know what I mean? Just because of the like it's kind of an inconvenience, right? 
You'd have to do it on like a Monday after right. the game. Well, right, exactly. Well, and then and then at the same time, like you're losing training because now you got to take kind of a day off or a lighter day, I should say. I don't know how like athletes work, right? But like, but you know what I'm saying? Like for you and I, it's an inconvenience. I feel like for an athlete that depends on their body, like that is going to be an inconvenience to them. Like that makes sense, right? Like like that's why I think that that. The, the, that's why you got to get hit the nail right in the head at the beginning of the season. Like before the season ends, I mean, before it starts, you got to get right on it. And like, you know, I don't know. It's, it goes back to the MLB last season. And obviously like COVID, you know, was kind of on a, on a, on a lower. And now we got all the, the, you know, these people won't get vaccinated. So now we got variants and shit like that coming out. Right. Um, yep. With the MLB that, you know, Joe Biden and, and the MLBPA and the MLB got together and they were like, listen, uh, Biden told him, like, if you postpone your season by a month, we can guarantee that every player in your league would be vaccinated by the first day, we'll the, the by the, to by the, to get vaccinated. by the beginning of the season. And the MLB yep. said no. And I was Which like, I, I don't understand because you got to look at it from a business perspective, right. like keep your players at the same time, though, the, the MLB and don't cancel game. And, yeah. and I we mean, thought that shit, we thought that COVID it ended up working out for him because we thought that COVID was going to be worse than it was. Um, like, cause at the time, like you didn't know what like the four month outlook of this thing was like, you didn't know what was going to happen. You had no idea. And now it's starting to rise again. And I think that's where, like, this pressure looms really is, like, you're seeing, like, again, like, the Lions had a COVID and a flu outbreak at the same time. And I think that, like, a big part of it, too, is that we have become so, uh, like, so tired of this thing and so so many people are not wearing masks like i i still go out to i go out to restaurants all the time and i'm vaccinated and i i wear a mask like i um that's just 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 how i i am until i sit down i wear a mask that's just i don't know it's not like an inconvenience for me to put a cloth over my face and so like whereas some people like just are done with it like they don't they, or they haven't worn it since the beginning and it's, I think, like, it's just the, 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 the lack of rules and the lack of, um, like, everything as, like, I mean, and this is going to sound, this is going to sound terrible, and I'm going to come off like an idiot for this or whatever. But I think that, like, if you go to a sporting event, if you go to a, um, if you go to a concert, if you go to a sporting event, if you go to wherever the hell you're going, um, I'm sorry, but you should be vaccinated. Uh, I, I mean, if you, because there's no way for, for, for venues to pull this like fancy dance between both being vaccinated and not being vaccinated and wearing a mask. Like there's no way to enforce was, well, wearing a mask. I'll say this because I don't want to get, like I said, I'm not trying to go down the COVID rabbit I'm not hole. trying to I alienate just, people and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole either. I just but, don't. I just don't. Like it's not. I I care, but I also don't have the energy for it anymore. I've done yeah enough well, exactly. arguing over it. I was like, I'm going to a concert tomorrow night, and they are requiring proof of vaccination or a negative test within the last 48 hours. Where's that at? So for me, it's really St. Andrews Hall in downtown oh. Detroit. Oh, really? Okay, um, that's okay. Cool. I believe I uh, the Majestic Theater, which I think is owned by the same property company owner, whatever, right. uh, also does the same thing. So just to and I know I don't think a lot of stadiums are doing that. It also depends on where the stadium is and what state and blah, 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 different. But my point is games are, are hurting in quality. Games are getting canceled. I think you just need to take a different approach on some of these 
some of these things. Like the NHL has like as a 99.99% vaccination rate. Yeah, with Tyler, Tyler Perduzzi being the only one that's not. Which is embarrassing. Again, not, going, not, not, not going there. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going okay. there. But the point is, you know, even with vaccination, there's going to be breakthrough cases, especially they're, they're in a stadium packed full of people with a roof. You know, there's no, the COVID is just there, right? It's going to happen. And, you know, these people go home to families, they're traveling, talking to media members. It It's so not even the fans, because there's glass, obviously, all around them. But like, they're interacting with a lot of different people who are interacting with a lot of different people who are interacting with a lot of different people. So it's going to happen. Like, like, you know, the, the vaccine is just, hey, you won't die from it. And your symptoms will be much more reduced than they would have been. So it's like, right. what what do we do? I mean, do we do we just not test players if they're vaccinated? And if you're asymptomatic, you know, you never know, right? Or do you keep testing people daily or whatever? Like, I, I don't know what the solution is, but I do think these leagues need to figure something out um, because right now this spread is going to potentially cause some serious issues, especially like the NFL. We're getting close to playoffs, you know? Yeah, and those are going to be important what happens games. If, what happens if we get to, you know, Chargers Chiefs, which could be a right. very realistically realistic playoff match, and Patrick Mahomes get COVID. On a, on a less severe note, though, like real quick, um, what happens if Jonathan Taylor, if I'm in a championship game of my fantasy league, and Jonathan Taylor goes out with COVID? Fuck him for that if that happens. Like, I will be damned if if Jonathan Taylor <laughs> makes me lose my fantasy game. And that's what I'm concerned about. Doesn't Jonathan like, Taylor so know that that I got a I got a fantasy match to win? Yeah, Should have drafted so him based all, on vaccination status. For my, the, the, three, the three teams I've drafted and the one team Brad has, uh, all four made the playoffs, and we're all in a very interesting spot right now. It's it's a good time. But yeah, that's all. I just wanted to touch on that quickly because there is some big implications of this COVID thing. So um, yeah, I mean, and there's probably a solution, but I don't think I'm, like I said, the thing I threw out, don't test players unless they are symptomatic, at which point, you know, test them if they're, and then quarantine them if they are positive. And other than that, you just kind of turn a blind eye. I mean, unvaccinated or vaccinated people at my work are not getting vaccinated every single week. So, right. Or every single day. It just, that's just how it's how life is right. I like right now. We've never did a full shutdown. We never did like as a nation, we never had a unified front against this. It was different States doing different things. So we're here. You can't change that now. So we're just gonna, you know, what's the right. solution for the here and now. So, Anyway, Brad, let's talk about just the NFL uh, and, and football as a whole, because there's some interesting things this week. Um, you want to start with Matthew Stafford, eh? So, yeah, the, and, and, I, and I saw this question on ESPN, and I'm not saying the ESPN is, you know, good content, but I wanted to bring this up. Um, you don't mean ESPN, but it's the only thing to watch, so it's, like, kind of hard, you know, like, if I want to get – anyway. Um, so, Matthew Stafford – Right, he spent so long with the Lions, and and I loved it because you know the I love and I sent you that thing on uh, on uh, what's it called um, uh, what's it CBS Sports I think posted it where they were like hey oh, when the Lions um, got eliminated yeah they were like the Lions are now mathematically ineligible to make the playoffs and I'm like well yeah we knew that I mean now it's just yep. 
now it's mathematical. Um, anyway, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, they, they said that, 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 that the Lions are now mathematically ineligible to make playoffs. And it was funny because, like, they got this graphic, right, of, like, Dan Campbell and maybe not another player or something. And then in the background, like, a small, like, 50 pixel by 50 pixel, they got um, Matthew Stafford, like, just with the Rams. And I'm like, well, big. uh, And they also had had Dan Orlovsky fucking in the back. Did they? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. It was a very good. Prime time trolling right there. Um, so, so they asked this question on ESPN, who, what is the pressure on, uh, Matthew Stafford to like win a playoff game? He was at the lions for so long, only had like, you know, number of chances, but like when the big moment was there, he didn't rise up. It's all the pressure. If he doesn't win a a, a playoff game this year, I think this is legacy quite literally. Yeah. I mean, I know he's got years left, but he's got a, I mean, it's kind of Super Bowl or bust for for the Rams, but it's also like <laughs> even if he could at least make the NFC Championship and put up a good game where maybe the defense fails him more than anything, he's at least one because he's probably gonna be a wild card and probably is not getting a first round buy because right. the Packers well, are running away with that. Well, yeah. Plus he's got a contest with the own division, playoff, right? Two like, playoff games. Yeah, that's a very good division. Well, and three, there's gonna be the three Cardinals are better than we thought they were gonna be. That's I think the biggest part yeah. of that. Like if the Cardinals and, weren't in this conversation, I think that they well, have a much better thing. chance of that. People have been saying, you know, Stafford he beat the Bucks, which was I think a big win, right? But then he kind of had some. He faltered, right? He lost had he that, lost that usual game to like the, the midseason Forty Niners, and it was very like, oh, there's December Stafford, right? Right. They're, the narratives were creeping back, but he went out and he slang the ball Monday night against the Cardinals, and he played a very good game. The Cardinals made a few mistakes, sure, but like you, he capitalized them, and he didn't make mistakes. Right, he didn't throw a single interception in that game. It was probably his best game of the season, and and uh, dare I say an MVP like performance. <laughs> I don't think he'll win it, but it was that's the games that you need to show up in, and he did. Right. They are now one game behind the Cardinals in the AFC West, and now it's just a matter of you know win i think one or two more and they've locked up at least a playoff spot and with how good that team is that's all they need i mean you don't want to go against the two seed or but if you know if you're the wild card hope if you're lucky you go against like the cowboys oh wouldn't that be something stafford his one playoff game that he almost won was against the cowboys back in 2011 what if that was when he well and and the funny part is is that dak prescott the funny part is that Dak Prescott has a um uh has a playoff win over Stafford. Yep. Like he's, you know, no, he, so and I, I don't know, like if you if you use playoff games to define someone's legacy then then, you know, Dak Prescott's on there cuz I mean, what is what has Stafford really done? Like what you know what I mean? Like nine wins all for nothing. And I know the stat Hadford thing, but like you don't put up that many numbers without right. being tough, being having longevity and having the talent to throw the ball downfield. Right. Um, but I, I, no, he's, he's does have to win a playoff game to, to secure that legacy. A hundred percent. I think he will. I think he'll win one this year. I'll be, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm rooting for him or not because it's like the worse he does, the better the Lions pick is. I saw someone say, it's like, guys, this is Stafford working the magic. He looks good at the beginning, and then he just tanks <laughs> the Rams season. Improving the Lions pick, right? They And after like the last two, I think he's got like two or three, two seasons left or three seasons. After that, he comes back to Detroit to oh be their God. QB and lead him to a Super Bowl after giving them draft capital. <laughs> that's not definitely not what's happening he's never coming back here but Mm. i thought it was funny um and that kind of leads me to my next point about like there's not a definitive like best team in the nfl right now the packers are probably the closest but there's not a team that i can go that's your odds on super bowl favorite because the packers have looked mortal several times this year not lately they've definitely ratcheted it up but like the Cardinals, very good. The Buccaneers, very good. The Rams, very good. The 49ers all of a sudden looking a lot better than they did. Um oh, who's the um other NFC NFC North South? Oh, the Titans probably gonna have oh no, that's AFC. What am I oh I mean you got the Steelers and the Ravens, or not the Steelers, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns. No, that's also AFC. What am I forgetting? NFC North NFC South. Bears. Oh, NFC East? Did you no, talk that's, about that's the, the Cowboys? Cowboys? Who's the NFC? Why am I forgetting the, the NFC South? Who's in the NFC South? The Colts, the ti- Titans. The, oh, the um, Titans are. Oh, okay. I, why did I think Titans were? Because in- they're in fucking Tennessee. Nobody considers Tennessee to be, like, South. Like, you know no, what I mean? NFC, no, no, no. No, that's the AFC South. I No, that is the AFC South. So the do NFC we not South know who's in the fucking- NFC South? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had is that I who had, it is? I had a brain fart. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Tampa. You have these the, these uh, aren't designed like very well. I just to to your to be fair to you. Yeah, the AFC South specifically. There, that one's all over the place. Yeah. But no, yeah. It's it's the Buccaneers. You know, you have the Packers. You have the Cardinals. Those are like the three good, and even the Cowboys look good. Like those are your four division leaders. And then you get the Rams and the 49ers on top of that. Those are six teams that could all make a playoff run very easily. And then you have the AFC, which is a little more top heavy. Or, or, uh, sorry, no, the AFC is uh, even more competitive. I mean, the NFC is a little more top heavy. You have the Patriots, you have the Bills, who are going to be a wild card team, Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals, all three have a chance to make the playoffs. And then you have the Titans, who are going to have Derrick Henry back. Like, do I think, like, the Ravens, Browns, or Bengals, or even the Titans are the best? No, but do I think they are easily can put up a fight against the number one seed? 100%. This feels like the most, like, there's a top half and a bottom half of the NFL this year. And there's a few teams in the middle, like, the Saints and the Vikings and uh, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, the Colts are kind of in that range. Bengals, like there is some mid tier, but it really feels like it's like you're either really good, you're in a wild card hunt, and then there's like the four bad teams with the Lions, the Texans, the Jags, and the Jets. I guess the Giants are in there too. So it's like, man, it, it, it's a very interesting year this year, and I. I'm very much looking forward to December and January football because it's going to be a very fun playoffs this year. I've never been so excited for a playoff uh, than I was this year. No, so, that's ex- that's exciting. Um, 
I um You want to show me a New York Jets? Game? I do. So yeah, specifically regarding and 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 I and I covered the Mets for for a while and I so I I deal with a lot of like New York football fans. And um right. so you you know the the gist, right? Where like they had Sam Darnold. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. They they had Sam Darnold. And uh Sam Darnold was um you know this this uh this quarterback who had kind of a, you know, whatever. Um was touted uh, like what was it first round selection 2018 um jets had him for 2018 19 20 decided not to build around him and then we're like wow we should we we think he sucks he's bad right so us not helping him means that he sucks right and and at that point though it had kind of become too late for them because they hadn't built around their quarterback and now soon you got to pay him money so they were like we don't want to do that so they got out and got another rookie qb the equivalent of being cheap so like you know yeah. it's kind of like why why are you even trying they just keep resetting the process exactly and, like, and they, they just keep I wanted darnold to go to carolina and tear it up. and tear it he up didn't. no he he but looked he good but then yeah. he looked bad um he reverted to same darnold of old <laughs> and maybe that's who he is i thought like i said i thought he could have been something special yeah um i thought getting out of new york would have helped him because i thought he had all the talent in the world i I thought he was going to be much better than he was, but hey, sometimes we're wrong. And um, um, so, yeah, so you're right. The Jets can't keep just redrafting quarterbacks. And so now they got Zach Wilson, right? And I was so I I, I followed WFAN uh, on um, which is New York's like biggest. They actually drove ESPN out ESPN Radio out of New York because they are so much more popular than them. It's the same reason why Detroit has. Um, a uh that's why detroit like doesn't have an espn radio because 97.1 just has so much of the market um same thing with wfan that's kind of the same situation um they broadcast yeah. the yankees games etc anyway anyway so i follow them on from mets news now i saw this clip about um about Sam, uh i mean uh zach wilson and the jets and i want to play i want to play 30 seconds of it real quick um for you this was uh the title of this was um uh 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 something 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 build around zach wilson but at what cost or something like that like develop okay. zach wilson but at what cost um and i'm gonna play this gotcha. for you just a moment okay he's uncomfortable okay. he's not really sure of what he's doing and he's playing with people like denzel mims now denzel mims has had a hard time getting on the field and there's reasons for that because i i don't know if it has the internal reasons are he's late to meetings or whatever i don't know but if he keeps making the same mistakes or doesn't understand a concept of a particular play and can't be counted on and being in the right spot or reading a defense or doing a, a stupid thing like he did this past week twice, getting penalties, you know, the coach is not going to find him on the field. And I was thinking that, you know, there's no way Zach Wilson is saying to Denzel Mims in the huddle, hey, Denzel, remember on this play, you got to look out for this. Because Zach has got to worry about himself. Sure. So Denzel's growth then is kind of like hamstrung because he's not getting the support from an older quarterback that is trying to get the best out of him and communicating with him. So there, there are a couple things that I, that I, uh, you know, was, because when I saw that and I, and again, like the title, I feel like kind of, kind of adds to it really is, um, like de develop Zach Wilson, but at what cost, like what, like we went through this with with Sam Darnold. Like, have we not? Have they not learned anything in New York? That like again, like like you mentioned, they can't just keep redrafting quarterbacks and think some some button's gonna click. 
you know, you look at you look at the New England Patriots, right? And they got Mac Mac uh, Mac Jones, and there was this is actually a conversation that that I think ESPN or or whoever was having, um, saying that is is in hindsight, would Mac Jones have been like the top quarterback of last year's draft had we known what he would become but the answer is the answer is still no. no like the answer is still no. no because he doesn't have that high ceiling like what we knew about him is still the same like we still we have more we have more answers he, now he would not be succeeding no he would not be succeeding on anywhere else it's no because he's absolutely in not he's under belichick who coaches in a very similar style to saban so he's very familiar with it already and you have to remember that like and that's not to say that, like, I, and I genuinely think, like, if Wilson was on the Patriots, I don't think he would be, like, I don't think Wilson would, would do as well as Jones because Jones is a more pro-style QB. He was the most pro-ready of any of the quarterbacks. You know, that's why the rumors of uh, the the uh, 49ers were going to take him at, like, three. There was the, the rumors that that was going to happen, and it didn't, which is fine. Um. But no, I think Jones, like he landed in the perfect situation for him and the Patriots got the perfect quarterback for their situation. Like he's going to win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. But again, if he was on the Jets, like he would know he'd be struggling just as much, maybe if not more than than Wilson. Maybe he'd be a little better, but I, I do think he benefits. He's insulated and it's really it's what the lions are trying to do right now. And it's what a lot of teams fail to realize. It's why Tua, he, by the way, Tua is putting up great numbers in Miami and with the worst offensive line in football um, and a, t no running game. Uh, Cause miles Gaskin doesn't show up on Sunday sometimes, but no, it's, it's, it's quite simply like you insulate your rookie quarterbacks. So the lions, what they've built, they have two great tackles who can protect them off the edge, protect the blind spot, keep your quarterback clean. That's so important for young QBs. It's why Justin Fields is struggling. It's why Zach Wilson is struggling. They And it's why Trevor Lawrence is struggling, although he has a lot of other issues in Jacksonville. But you by insulating a rookie quarterback and giving them protection and lots of weapons, which by the time the Lions get a rookie quarterback, they're going to have DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, a Pro Bowl center, a Pro Bowl left tackle, and probably a Pro Bowl right tackle because Penny Sewell is looking that good now. Um, a decent guard in Jonah Jackson. Maybe you get another guy to replace Vitae because I don't think he's very good, but whatever. It's one piece. You're going to have... You have Amonra St. Brown as a nice like wide receiver three. I consider Hawkinson to be wide receiver two. That's what he is. He's a receiving tight end. He is wide receiver two. Because he should probably be getting the second most targets on on that team, and then they probably are going to draft wide receiver one this year. It's a very loaded receiver class. Go and get that guy who's six five and can just let you open up the field vertically. So what the Lions have there, putting a rookie QB in that situation, they're protected. The pressure is going to be less, and less frequent, and less intense. You have. Amonra St. Brown, DeAndre Swift as a receiving option, uh, TJ Hawkinson as a safety valve, and a big-bodied receiver who can just get open all over the field. That gives them lots of options to throw to. They don't have; they're going to have lots of open reads. Like 
all of these things lead to sustained success. And the the, the Patriots, it's a little different because they don't ha- necessarily have like that amazing Pro Bowl receiver or an amazing Pro Bowl running back, but they have lots of good pieces that they can move in and out that allow Mac Jones to stay insulated. The offensive line has been nothing short of fantastic for him. And, and the other thing is a great defense to compliment because it takes a lot of pressure off of a rookie quarterback when a rookie or when the defense doesn't let them score a lot of points, then you're not asking your rookie quarterback to score 50. You only ask him to score 24, 27, get us 27. The defense will do the rest. That's a lot easier to ask than, being a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Well, and like, so, and I was, th- I think a lot about Zach Wilson's wrong. I think a lot about Zach Wilson's situation too, because like, and, and, and like you said, like a lot of these franchises just aren't doing it right. Like again, like, like you got Trevor Lawrence and there's nothing wrong with taking him first. Cause he's, he's the, the first overall pick, but there's, there's a lot of reason. There's a lot of things that, that to consider. Cause like, I mean, so for example, yeah. like not a lot of teams that draft in the top five, QBs are usually in the playoffs or usually like successful, like perennially, you know, like it's not, Other it's than n- like the 49. Well, right. Well, ex- exactly. Or like, like occasionally you might see that or, you know, like, like it's not like these franchises are shitty all the time. Like the lions, like they're not, they, they had what number three pick or like in 2019. And now they're drafting number one next year, most likely. And mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just so like, um, like it's an existential nightmare for these franchises. And when you have like teams like the jets who like are like, Oh, like why is our QB bad? Maybe that's cause you're bad. Like that's just, you suck. Um, I just don't understand like the, the logic of every jets fans like, Oh, scapegoat or QB. We suck. Like QB's fault. Sorry. Yeah. And it, no, it's an organizational failure. And like, you can't ask every quarter, especially a rookie, to be Aaron Rodgers and win despite right. the issues. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had three, like what, like two to three years to sit behind Brett Favre, like, yeah. And that's what I think. That's what I'm kind of like, kind of like what I want the line. The perfect here's the perfect timeline for like the Lions, and I'm using them as an example because I think they're the closest to kind of doing this right. And and this isn't to say like I get it, like. The, the Jags had to take Trevor Lawrence. He was the yeah. best quarterback coming out of college. You have to take him. The issue is keep him safe his first year, and then you got to O-line, 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 O-line. You know, the O-line. Lions were They're doing take... the Lions were doing pretty well, the, too, like, with um, – with uh with with Stafford when they drafted him like like it's not like the Lions like just threw him away and and, and there's a lot of it's a complex issue but when yeah. Stafford was drafted in 09 like he was good like he was not some fuddy-duddy like he was not missing on his mechanics no. like Zach Wilson is issues but like, and yeah. Well, right together. but and so like you know but you but again like he was built for like the lions built their offense around this guy and you know and and again it's it's a kind of a complex issue because zach wilson is no matthew stafford you know like matthew stafford just slung it all around the field just because they started employing like air raid uh you know uh dynamics yeah. and you know you have um, to sell out the path a little bit. well exactly and so you know but but you know it it's so like it's just frustratingly annoying because you just don't they still don't get it even though they well, just went through this with Sam well, Darnold. That's the, 
And that's kind of the thing with with the with the Jets. It's like you probably were going to be bad this year, right? You could have taken you could have taken Penay Sewell. You could have taken. <laughs> you could have done that. Yeah, any number of guys. <laughs> and and like yeah, there's nothing coming in the draft this year. But you'll probably be, you're bad. You'll probably be bad next year too. And you you can take a quarterback in 2023. Right. Which, you know, but New York, it, you can't wait that long. Especially no. when you have a rookie head coach, you need results sooner. Well, uh, or exactly. with, with Robert Sala. But it's like what the Lions are doing, it is it, 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 it could be perfect if they do it right. You got the offensive line. It's there for him. It's there for the rookie when he gets here. You're building up the receiving core, I assume, after this draft. You're going to have a wide receiver one. You have your tight end. You're going to have a great running back combination with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. And you're probably going to get a big bodied receiver and you have a Monra St. Brown and you have some nice uh, complimentary pieces with Quintez Cephas and Khalif Raymond. Like, you know, they're not world beaters, but they're complimentary, right? They're an Alan Lazard. They can be an Alan Lazard or a Christian Kirk. So, and then, you know, this year, they're probably going to draft defense. They're going to get wide receiver and defense. And then in 2023, hopefully, they're drafting a, a rookie QB. They have the draft capital to move up if necessary. And then you play golf for the first, you know, half of that season. And then you bench him inevitably and you put the rookie in. Or maybe you bench him the whole season. You know, you kind of play it out from there. You know, you don't want to put him in too soon and get him hurt. And then after that 2023 season, Goff, con, he's you can cut him with no negative cap hit, and you play the and you start the rookie. Like it's a perfect timeline, and that's what it's like. Yeah, it's not how every team has to do it because every team rebuilds differently. But teams that have been perpetually in the basement need to do something different. The Lions finally are. They're building the trenches first, and then getting their big position. And the Jets are just trying to, you know, definition of insanity, try the same thing over and over again. So <laughs> well, we'll yeah. see how it works out. I do feel bad for Zach Wilson. And hopefully the Jets do enough this offseason to get him some fucking help. And, you know, hopefully Robert Sala can work some magic. So we will see. Um, Griff, do you want to get into who you got? Um, we got some, we got some great bowl games coming up, uh, and I am very oh, excited dude. for them. You the know, signing day was today. Bowl? You know that signing day was today. Um, Spartans got a, a five-star here's, here's kicker. My here's my thing about signing day. I don't care what you did in high school. I will see what happens when you do something <laughs> yeah. on a college football field. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Wrong. There's some merit to it, but I just yeah. don't think it's that and also i don't know who i don't that. follow it like i i, I follow it. baseball minor the leagues more I than i follow signing that day. fucking cornerback that got paid by barstool sports to basically oh. go and go to jackson state <laughs> and, and play for <laughs> a dude the fcs it's, school i love it awesome. that's great here's the thing I, I think it's a long play i you know what i think well he got the money he got like a million and a half to that's go amazing. there which amazing. you know good for him get your money good. i don't care you're not going to get drafted if you're there, or at least right. not as well. You're not playing against top talent, and you're not going to no. develop as much as you would like. No, and I think that's kind of the thing, too. Is, you're not going to develop the, the, as good as someone in an F, FBS, especially Florida State. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you know I, what I think the long play is? I think he told that kid, hey, listen, come to Jackson State. 
We'll hang out for a year. This, if you come to Jackson State, it'll because I think Florida State's going to fire their head coach. And Deion Sanders went to Florida State. It's his alma mater. He stole his alma mater's number one. Oh, and then the, what are you going to say? Dude transfers out to FSU after this year? No, I think <laughs> I think Deion Sanders gets hired at FSU, and he transfers with him. Oh my god! And they both hilarious. go to FSU. That's so funny. That, that would be, be fucking hilarious. What a long haul. What a long <laughs> haul. Yeah, sure. Anyway, lending tree bowl, Brad. Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. Yeah. Who do you got? Liberty. No chance Eastern on this game. No chance. Give me the EMU. No, you are are screwing yourself. Oh, my God. No, not a chance. All day, every day. Here's why. My sister goes to the school. I love their stadium. Uh-huh. And TJ Lang, former Lion. Uh, so no, no, no merit on the game, on who's playing you think I've the watched talent. A Liberty football game this year. <laughs> yeah, but you don't gotta know a lot I, about them. Here's, Here's the other thing. I want Liberty to get stomped because I'm tired of people talking about Malik Willis and <laughs> yeah, him being an sure. NFL caliber quarterback, and that the Lions yeah. should draft him in like the second round if the lions draft malik willis with a 33rd pick in the nfl draft i will burn that would be hilarious live would be on the literally show. so funny. i hate malik willis i'm sure he's a fine man i just hate the talk around malik willis and i want him to get folded in half in in this game so eastern michigan go emus so i'm gonna kind of take that same sort of route that you got with this next one we this is the one i added all right i had to talk about rocky lombardi all right now, Rocky Lombardi, the comeback Rocky man. And and listen to this. Listen to this. I highly recommend. Um, can I share my screen? Is that? Well, I'm not going to do that. That's too much time. But so there's this um, article in The Athletic uh, that came out um, by, I believe it was Colton Pouncey. Now, I could be wrong. I don't think so. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's titled um, How Rocky Lombardi um, uh, Went to, uh, I forget, whatever. Um, oh, so, so from him, his journey from Michigan state to Northern Illinois, it's in the athletic. It's by Colton Pouncey. Great article you should read. Um, but very interesting too, about how, when he transferred, like what his life was like. And now like what his thought process was like very, very, very interesting in depth stuff. Um, but, uh, but it's great. It's a great story because again, like, you know, it wasn't, wasn't very good at Michigan state, like didn't do very well. Um, dude has some leadership qualities though, is an absolute, um, like uh like what do you call him like game manager you know kind of stuff but uh and it's good enough to lead a team to a mac championship because you know how what um what uh northern illinois was like winless in the mac the year before and now they're mac Mm -hmm. champions which is insane to me um they're probably gonna get beat by coastal carolina but i don't care because i'm taking them and i love i'm just on 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 for the story i would love to see rocky lombardi win a bowl game that's yep. all. I just got to know you. They just keep winning games. Their coach is kind of a cool um, comeback story as well. Um, so I'll root for the. I'll I'll root for the. the, the you know their uh, offensive coordinator you know, deserves a lot of. I I don't know the dude's name, and, and people can correct me if I'm wrong or for or for what it is. But the, their offensive coordinators put together some gr- a great season. So no, they've been very good. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. It, the Independence Bowl. Yeah. UAB versus Brigham Young. BYU, baby. Um, Who you got? Yeah, I got to go got with them? BYU. BYU should be good enough to be in a Pac-12. 
Like, they should just expand. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. BYU plays five Pac-12 teams a year. They should just be in the Pac-12. You know, you know, and you know went to BYU? What's that? You know who went to BYU? Who? Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, exactly. But BYU is a good team. They were 5-0 and against the Pac-12. You know who had a worse Pac-12 record? USC. Yeah. So not for long. And they're not, not even for in. Long. <laughs> yeah, not right. for long. Um the yeah. LA Bowl, Utah State, Utah State, Oregon State, who you got? Give me Oregon State. Mm. I could, can't tell you a lot about Utah State, but I do think Oregon State looks like a much better team. I've watched a few of their games and I'm just gonna go out on a limb and assume they can they can beat uh or Utah State. We're we're kind of skimping for college games here, guys. This well, and that's the thing, right? Like you How many get of you are watching, Utah and this State is Saturday. This is my argument for, um, just uh, just in general. This is my argument for an expanded playoff. Like this is why. Like I don't want. I want an expanded playoff, so I see less of these games. Like I don't want. I mean, I know it's early bowl season, so I still happen. Well, they no, they would. I just have more exciting games to to like the max still happens, and I get to see Toledo put up six hundred yards and lose a game. So, and pretty much every every week they do that. So, uh, so yeah, Oregon State. I gotta take them. Um, I mean, like again, like this is this is a Midwest conference versus like bottom tier yeah. Pac twelve. So, all right. On to the actual uh, games that are decent. And yeah, better. the NFL. Uh, NFL. I, I, I named the games this week. So oh, I love that fun. for you. Right, Thank we you. Got Thursday night football. Um, Chiefs at Chargers. This is, a, I think this is going to be a shootout. This is going to mm. be a fantastic game, I think. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I can't, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Mm. I just can't. And and I and I love Justin Herbert, but dude let me down last week. I mean, he got 19 points, but he needed him to score 40 so you know i thought he scored like 30 he scored like oh he scored like 20 it was like 22 or was it was it i i can't remember either way it was not enough it wasn't 50 so it didn't help me (laughs) 50 points for my quarterback oh god anyway um i got the shit i was in the big here's the big reason chart chiefs do not have chris jones Mm. that is a huge difference maker on that defense. Their secondary is not the best. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a fucking day. I think the Chargers defense is better than the Chiefs defense. And I think the two offenses are fairly evenly matched in terms of just pure firepower. Both have good running backs. Both have great wide receivers. Chiefs have the best tight end in the NFL, sure. But like they have two great wide receivers on that team and a great running back in Austin Eckler. I think the chiefs or I think the chargers are going to do enough to eke this out. But what I'm rooting for is the over. I need, I would like both teams to score like 50 here for fantasy purposes. Cause that means Justin Herbert probably scored like 40 and Mike Williams got like 20, which that would be awesome. So that's what I'm rooting for. So yeah, I got chargers. All right. This is, Brad, we're moving up first weekend with some Saturday night football. Two games. Um, I picked the one that I thought was the better of the two. We got Raiders at Browns. Although this one might not be very good now because the Browns are dead from COVID, it seems. So who you got? Um, I got the Raiders. Again, like you mentioned, the COVID issues. 
And um, I mean, Raiders are an inconsistent team, but I'm just uh, I'm gonna take them. That's that's uh, yeah. I'm going against Nick Chubb in fantasy. Yeah. I want the Browns to get shut out if possible. <laughs> and with honestly, with how many people they're missing, they might not score much. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Raiders. Like you said, very inconsistent team, but right now the Browns like. One has an NFL team. The other one has a practice squad. Like, I got to pick that one. Um, so, yeah, give me the Raiders. All right. We have my favorite matchup of this week. Huge implications for the Lions pick this year. Their first first-round pick. The Tank Bowl Texans at Jaguars. What could be Urban Meyer's last game as an NFL head coach? Okay, yeah. So if 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 uh, well, I mean, it, Urban Meyer should this have been is, fall, this fired is already. Game among games. But if if Urban Meyer is not in. fired after this game, if he loses, I swear to God, that's going to be the end of my. I don't know. Jaguars are poverty. I don't understand. So yeah, Texans. No, if you bet, if you are betting money on the Jaguars right now, like I mean, I guess if. It's one of those things, right? Like, if, if anyone tells you the one in a million, you bet on it, it. you know? Because the, there's going to be a point where it, it happens. But the Jaguars are just not that team. Like, it, you know, I, if they no. were one in a million, I would not take that bet. Like, they should be paying me to bet on the Jaguars. That's how yeah. that's how no, poverty they this are. This is called Tank Bowl for a reason. It's the greatest game of the year so far, no doubt. I'm looking forward to this more than anything. Uh, give me the Texans. I just want I want to see Urban Meyer shot out of a cannon because of all the years he tortured me as as at Ohio State. Ugh, I'm, I shoot him out of a cannon. See you later, bye, Urban. All right, this is probably the game of the week. Uh, this you know, aside from the Thursday night game, that's probably the best game. This was the best game I could find on Sunday. Um, we got the Packers at the Ravens. Huge implications in both conferences, playoff divisions. You know, Packers are fighting for that first round by Ravens are fighting to at least be a higher seed and win their division. Brad, who you got? Um, Packers, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate that he did what he did to the Bears. Can't stand him. <laughs> fuck the Bears. Fuck the Packers. I mean, that's um, true. But. No, I'm going to pick Ravens. Here's the thing. Packers, undoubtedly, the better team, better defense, probably have a better offense, more high. But the Ravens are weird. Yeah. Every game, they're different. I'm sure. Some games, they come out, and they look fucking putrid. And other games, they come out, and they just they look like the hottest team on in the NFL. Like, they're going to win it all. They're like, the, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's back this week after being injured with a sprained ankle. I think he's just, I think he's going to bounce back and, and come out. I just have a weird feeling. I would never bet money on this because it's not a good, but it's just an intuition thing. I just feel like it's all, this is all feel. This is not like, if I'm looking at the facts, the Packers should win this game. But any given Sunday in the NFL, I'm going to take the Ravens. Cautious, op, cautiously optimistic. To your, to, but to your Packers. point, and it's and it's not a bad pick. To your point, Ravens are five one five and one at home. Like they seem to thrive in yep. in Baltimore. So so you could be you got that could get something helped. going for you. Whereas the Packers four three yep. on the road. So have being at home game yep. that might help you. 
Yep. So, all right. Um, do we do we want to? Well, I guess we kind of already touched on fantasy. We're, we got no. We got. We, I mean, we got eight. We got eight minutes. You want to discuss it? I, I. You know, really, all I want to say is just you know, we we're all in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert obviously helped you, me, and my fiance's team, um, my wife's team. Sorry, keep. Gotta get used to that. Um, <laughs> no, I, he was a very, very good quarterback this year. Um, I've had George Kittle, who's been a monster for me these last few weeks. And, um, you know, despite having so many of my running backs injured between DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, I've done enough to win. And, you know, I'm the fourth seed. Um, but the person I'm going against, he is the number two seed. Or sorry, he's the number one seed. I've beaten him. That we faced two times already this season, beating them both times. So I got to beat him a third time now. Um, I kind of like my odds. Um, I did lose DeAndre Hopkins. I picked him up because someone dropped him uh, because he was probably because he was hurt. I picked him mm-hmm. up while he was still hurt and stashed him. He helped me these last two weeks. Fortunately, he won't be able to help me this week when they're going against a bad Detroit team, which kind of sucks. But but it's going to be okay. Still got DJ Moore. We're going to roll with it. Let's try and win this thing. Let's get to the championship. Fun fact, it could be me against my mom in the in the championship <laughs> if we both win our first round games, That's funny. which would be awesome. Because here's the thing. If I go against my mom in the championship, I won't be mad if I lose. Because my mom's gotten hoed in fantasy. She has been the highest and second highest scoring in the, in the two years we've had this league, this iteration of it. She has been the highest and second highest scorer and made the playoffs zero of those two years. This year, she's the highest scorer yet again. This year, she actually made it in as a three seed, as the highest scorer. She was like the number one seed, but she lost two games right at the end after she clinched. Not that she was trying to win him, but she unfortunately didn't. But it is cool because... um, it is cool uh, because it would be awesome to, for us to face each other. Because, again, I don't think either one of us would be mad at who, if we lost, right? Because right. at least we know, hey, it's my family member get, winning it. So, um, yeah. So, that's, that's this, where I'm at. So, Brad, I'm kind of – I'm, like, low-key. And I know you said you'd be pissed. But, like, listen to this. So, this is some shit. So, I joined Logan. We, we had him on, which was a failed episode, sort of. Um, but we had him on, and I, I joined his fantasy league, right? Um and mm-hmm. Logan is a, he writes for uh, what's it called? Um, uh, or well, well, he's on a podcast about the Browns for uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And with with um, mm-hmm. Brandon Little, right, who is also in this league, which is kind of fun. Um, so Brandon um, is he? I lost to him last week, which is bullshit because I had the third highest points in the uh, in the league with one fifty seven or something like that, and I lost. Because yeah. he scored two ten, so you know, um, and and I had a I had kind of a I didn't actually have a down week. The only the only issue was that Jonathan Taylor was on a bye, which you know, fuck him for that. So, but the issue was if I was able to win and I and I was able to finish because because I think there was one guy who was eight and five, who if he won and became nine and five, he'd have the same record as me if I lost. And I think our head to head was that I I had lost to him. And so because of that, he would have it gotten a bye like week because points. six players 
Um, or is it, if it is, is it total points? Because I think whoever it was, like I had a chance to be the third I mean, seed instead of the second seed. Rules. Everyone does it different. But I think the, the default is. Anyway, points. so all of a sudden the playoff bracket goes from six teams to eight teams. So there's no bye week anymore. So all of a sudden I'm out here at the second seed and I got to play next week. Which, so that was like low key kind of something that I did not anticipate to happen. I'm, I'm glad my mine only does four. Like, let me just do this two more weeks and be done. Especially and that's, because we don't want to play in week. Uh, like 17. Well, and know, that's the thing, right? Because playing. like, because like I would have no problem with that. And again, like there was, cause it was, again, it was on a bye week um, or whatever. Like, so, and I would have no problem with that. The only problem is it, it doesn't really reward you for winning. Like there's no reward for the regular season. Like, isn't that kind of stupid? Like if, if it's either yeah. give, give the top two teams a bye week or just make it four teams. Cause there's no yeah, like there's no reward for winning your games. You know, like what am I what am I doing this for? So if I lose next week, I would go nine and five, have the best record in the league, and then lose the first round. Like that's a possibility. Like that sucks, right? Yep. And uh, I don't know. Again, like I'm not saying like I'm paying for this, so like that's why I guess I can't be uh, too upset. But it's just stupid. Anyway, no, that's, I agree. And so. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not fantasy manager, so I can't speak. I can't attest to that. Um, Griff, um, how, how was your experience on, uh, on our, on our little uh, show today? I liked it. I thought, yep. the, you know, this will be nice. Again, we're going to try and do some live recordings uh, so people can tune in live on, you know, Wednesday nights when we do this. And yeah. uh, I think this will be a lot easier for us to have guests on the show, which we'll be doing a little bit more often uh, or, you know, trying to do more often, you know, depending on who we can get on, who wants to come talk to us. So right. I think, uh, I think, you know, first show like this success i would say success cool 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 i know there's a little uh, like i'm trying to produce it right so i can like i could take uh i could take that away i can add our names if i want to i can i can do this behind the scenes people i can i could do that oh look at that there's a lot of sound effects oh, 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 <laughs> we're like a fucking radio show with drops we gotta get some drops i know we can get some more can we get I want to get the fuck from when we had technical difficulties. The Bill O'Reilly clip, <laughs> fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. All um, right, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week for our pre-holiday special. Whatever. We'll probably talk a little bit more about some holiday stuff. And uh, yeah, um, you know, probably whatever the hell happens this weekend with with football and. You know, hopefully Urban Meyer is fired. So uh, thank you all very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Make your free throws.